Hey, Tech Leads, we are back. Welcome to the Tech Lead Coaching Podcast. This is a podcast for tech leads, hands-on engineering managers, and startup CTOs. We focus on these first-line leadership positions because they are terribly hard for most people. For most of us who find our way into these roles, they're a pretty big challenge because you're making a transition from an individual contributor, technical person, to having to navigate all these complicated, unpredictable humans and yet still be really technical. My name is Michael Rice, and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I plan to bring you some useful stuff that you can put to use today to make you more effective in the role, whether you're brand new or you're highly experienced. This is episode number 54, and it's Monday. But don't worry about it being Monday. I'm going to give you some new insights this week, some new thinking that I haven't had before to get you through the week so you can finish strong. We're going to talk this week about this mysterious thing called influence. Remember the new structure of these podcasts is that I'm going to float some ideas to you that you can use right away in your tech leadership, um, but really they're kind of an opportunity for me to think through some ideas with you live, and the more thorough guidance is going to be on my paid newsletter at michaelrice.substack.com, which I'll link to in the show notes. I think it's a bargain at 7 bucks a month because... You know, I think I bring you some useful insights and some stuff that you're really not going to find anywhere else. And don't forget, I always have a bunch of free stuff to give you also, and I'll describe those at the end of this episode. All right, so we're just coming off the weekend. Hope yours was a good one. Still pretty warm here in Los Angeles. Got a little time at the beach. Um, The topic for this week is going to be influence. So it's a really mysterious topic. Now, if you look on the um, like Merriam-Webster or some of the online dictionaries, there's one definition that I latched onto that I think is really interesting for the word influence because it's pretty mysterious. And the definition is this. It's the act or power of producing an effect without any apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. So let's do it again. Influence is the act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. I think it's pretty interesting. It seems pretty spot on to me, especially that last point. Because the last point to me about having that direct exercise of command is really kind of the biggest difference between leaders and managers, or maybe I should say the most practical difference between them. Because managers can directly command activities, right? They can say, look, you're going to do, in my, if you're in my organization chart and you're my direct report, you're going to do X and that has to happen. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, it could lead to like a, a performance improvement plan, right? A PIP or something else, right? Like whatever it is, as a manager, you get to basically tell people what to do. But usually, one, well, and a quick thought here. The, and we'll get to later, obviously the best managers don't need to do that. They, they actually lead and they have influence. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but usually tech leads don't have that kind of control, right? They, they don't have a command and control capability. I mean, sometimes they do sort of by proxy, right? Like, so a manager might say, you know, hey, this person is the tech lead or this person, I'm going to look to this person and be the tech lead, they're going to make a lot of the day-to-day tech decisions and you're going to follow them. That, that could happen, right? So, it's, so you do have sort of command and control, but they aren't ultimately on your, on your org chart, right? So you, you know, if, you're, if you want to take some kind of action, you're going to have to do it through the manager. 
Anyway, um, there's another interesting thing that I saw in a Forbes article. So I did a little research this weekend. Um, an author named Susan Tardanico in a Forbes article from a few years ago said, it, it sounds kind of um, maybe not controversial today, but it's, it's you know, a, a few years ago, thinking about influence was actually not really the main focus. But she said, the ability to influence is one of the essential skills for leaders at all levels. So let's think about you know, like doing this research, research made me think a lot about, about the stuff I've been writing and talking about over the past year. And one of the biggest focus that I commonly have is what I call the four core, right? And I haven't talked about it for a few weeks. So the four core capabilities to get results, talk about these kind of four capabilities that I really hammer on you guys to have as tech leads. One is listening well. Two is vision crafting. Three is having a very high activity or energy level. And four is tracking and adjusting. If you haven't heard those before, we can go through them later, or you can kind of dig back into the book, How to Be a Tech Lead on LeanPub, or you can, um, we'll, we'll refresh them over the sometime over the next few weeks. But the idea behind those four cores is to really get you engaged in the team and the organization so that people will start to follow you. What does it mean for people to follow your lead, though? It means that they will start to be influenced by your leadership. Right? That's what followership means. That's what John Maxwell says. He says leadership is followership. And followership comes from being influenced. People are following you and they're leading, they're following your lead and they're doing the things that you want them to do. So why is this necessary, right? The the four core. Is the four core really necessary? Actually, I would argue it's not. As much as I hammer on it is not. It's just one path that I think I've carved out for people who are not, you know, naturally highly influential. It's like these four capabilities that if you do them, I think will lead to influence. And as a tech lead, if you think about what you need to do, you need to be able to drive the technical direction of the team, the project or the product. And software engineers are notoriously irascible, right? Not, not, I'm not saying they all are, but they are notoriously like that. Um, they are kind of distracted by shiny things as a, as a, as a group of people. Um, they drift quickly from the original plans. They get distracted by these shiny things. So as a tech lead, you know, a big part of what you need to do is to influence them and change their behavior, keep them on track, keep people focused, stay focused. And if they propose no ideas, which are often good, we still need to make sure those contributions and those ideas are helpful to the true mission of the project, the team, the product, or the company. So that's what I mean by influence. You've got all this activity going on. You've got different people, and you need to influence the way they're doing it so it's going in the right direction. And like I said, my forecourt isn't the only path. I just think it's a good path for kind of everyday people. And so over the past few weeks, I've been reminded that there are some situations, however, where people don't use the forecourt, but they are still strongly influencing people's behavior. And like one of those common situations that I think that we've seen as software engineers or in the technical field is um, you occasionally have people that are so accomplished, like you've got like the Linus Torvalds of the world, um, that people will follow them regardless of their capabilities. I, you know, I, 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 don't, know, <laughs> I don't know Linus Torvalds very well. Um, I only know what I've read in the paper, but my instinct is he probably wouldn't line up to my four core very well, but people will follow him regardless it's like the creator of a language or the leader of critical projects at your company. 
if they've reached some kind of luminary or highly accomplished status, they get influenced that way. And so this week we're going to talk a little bit about what that influence is, right? Because I think you're, you're probably curious about it because, you know, I talk about the four core, but yet you still see other people running around in the world or even in your company who are not doing the four core, who still seem to be highly influential. So let's talk a little bit about how those folks find that influence. And maybe this is a path you want to take as a tech lead, like forget my four core. Maybe it's something you really want to be really significant technically, like you really want to accomplish something and use that as leadership or as a way of influencing people that, you know, that tends to be a, kind of the culture of leadership and a lot of really, you know, driving or leading software companies. So it's, it's, it's valid. We'll talk about it. But anyway, I think it's really important that I overlook stating this. The influence comes from lots of sources, not just the four core, obviously. So it is leadership. Everyone does it a little bit differently. I think the four core gives you specific actionable stuff to get you there. But, you know, being Linus Torvalds or the original core maintainer of Kubernetes or the Elixir Phoenix project or or you could be Vitalik, the creator of Ethereum or even just a tech star in your own company. These are pretty valid, but it's kind of like this asymmetrical type of leadership or influence where you have more visibility, more insight or just kind of more perceived mental horsepower that makes people want to follow you. And sometimes I wonder if the ridiculous proliferation of all those JS frameworks are just some kind of zero-sum game where people are trying to accomplish this kind of technical superiority and either in their company or when they're going out and looking for um, for new jobs, they have that kind of influence, right? And this kind of way of exerting influence is to have a really dominant or what I call, what they call a high D style in DISC profiles. DISC is D-I-S-C profiling. It's a popular personality assessment. It's not the only one, and I'm not saying I'm a fan of it, but it's, it's, really, it's really dominant out there. You see it out there. I am not a high D. I'm actually a strong I, which is more about influence, which isn't really a surprise probably if you, um, if you listen to me. But basically, if you're just really assertive, you really dominate your points of view, you're like a driver, whether it's being loud or persistent or vocal or omnipresent or whatever, this is one route for building influence. And I've seen it a lot. It's, it's effective. And these folks, not only if these like high D kind of dominant personalities, not only want to be in charge, it's like they need to be in charge. And so by the way, interestingly, the most common disc style is probably S from what I saw. And the S style is more like, I need a steady environment. I need a supportive environment. So you can see where the D's and I's tend to, um, tend to rise above. But if you're an S, don't worry plenty of room to, uh, to take the four core and be a leader without having to be a high D. Right. And I think that's part of what my thinking was with the four core is it gets you, you don't need to be like a super dominant person to be highly, highly effective as a tech lead. So anyway, they do say even the most introverted people will influence thousands of people throughout their lives. So the one thing I want to leave you with today and this week is that you can be an influencer. You can be a person of influence. It's going to start small, and it can grow as much as you want if you focus on it. So I want to give you some tools to start, but there are many paths. And as long as you remember that the goal is influence, right? That's kind of the bottom line of leadership. To drive results not by command and control, but by influence, the best managers do that. They don't need to command and control. They influence and lead. And we're going to talk about how to do it. I can do it, and if I can do it, you can do it too. We'll talk about it this week. One thing to think about, though, keep in the back of your head, we're only going to talk about influence. We're not going to talk about effectiveness. Influence is like a standalone capability. 
Hitler had a lot of influence, and so did Gandhi. So I love the four core because I think it's a more humble, solid way of building followers and having influence and actually following through. But this week, we're going to focus on influence, all right? Thanks for listening, Tech Leads. We're on a mission together. We're going to get through this week. It's Monday. We're trying to figure out this tech lead, hands-on EM, startup CTO thing where there's a lot of expectation and very little support. So thank you for taking me on this journey with you. Got some free resources, like I said. We do at least a free email. Well, maybe like two to three to four once a month, maybe once a week. Got the Tech Lead Coaching Network. We're still trying to get together. It's a peer-to-peer coaching support system. Um, Still need the network effects on that one. If you're in Los Angeles with me, you can come to the Tech Lead Workshops LA or let me know if you want to start a similar meetup in your community. And finally, you can download my free book, How to Be a Tech Lead on LeanPub.com. But no matter what, I want to hear from you. Drop me an email to me at MichaelRice.com or hit me up on Twitter at MichaelRice. So it's a new week. So go make the most of this opportunity, Tech Leads. It's a big step in your career. You're going to do great. And we're on this journey together. <laughs>